Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody, special edition of the pod, joined in person by Charles Cower making his return to the show yeah. here at the All-America Bowl. Uh, Charles, what's this week like? Uh, you know, you were at Under Armour earlier, uh, Captain New Year, and yeah. came over to San Antonio. It's a wild ride. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long week for sure. These games kind of overlap a little bit, so it's quick travel, quick turnaround. I think it's six days straight of, of practices. But in that time, we've got to see a lot of high-level players, a lot of the country's best prospects, and it has proved highly informative to our evaluations and ultimately our final rankings. Charles, our national director of scouting and recruiting rankings, making his return. And we're here to talk about two new commitments. And let's lead off with the one that started things off uh, in the 2025 class this week, as we're recording this at least. And that is five-star running back, Harlem Berry. You broke him down on the site for the Bengal Tiger subscribers. What impresses you, though, about him just from the jump? Yeah, I think, I think his combination of movement skills, vision, uh, and, and just pure running ability sticks out within the 2025 cycle. And that's a cycle we think is pretty good at running back nationally at, at this stage. Uh, Harlan Berry is just a natural. Like we, we know his track speed. Uh, it, it, it's elite. He's a state champion sprinter in the 100, 200 meters. Ripped off, I think, a, what was it, like a 4-4-4-3 at LSU camp as a ninth grader. So we know he can really run. But when you flip on the film, it's it's very functional. This is a guy who changes directions really well. He just kind of floats around the field. It's just an effortless mover, long stride. And I think he's a, a pure natural running back. He sets up his runs, changes direction, does not slow down when he cuts. Uh, and I think he just has a lot of translatable uh, ability and skill set at running back. Uh, in, in addition to being a pass catcher out of the backfield, he's kind of a modern every down back. Um, you know, we need to continue getting bigger, adding size. I think he's added good size over the past year, but I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing for him, kind of determining his ultimate ceiling as like an every down. Uh, it, could he be a 20 carry back in college? But um, he, he's, a, he's a guy who can hit home runs, but also can maximize yardage just with his vision and ability to, to, to work through space. He's not just a strict speed guy who can take it to the house. He really has a, a very well-rounded game um, in addition to like just the dynamic playmaking ability. LSU signed Caden Durham in the class of 2024. Then they get Harlan Berry. The hope for them is to finish it out with James Simon. But when you look at Berry, what does his commitment mean, being the number one running back, being a guy in Louisiana? What does yeah. that mean for LSU's running back room long term? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's huge for LSU's running back room. I think when, when you look at his skill set, I think he's a potential game changer. Um, he, he will not have to leave the field. I think when, and when you look at the, the – skill talent LSU's assembling in general, I think he's going to be a really dangerous option kind of as a check down uh, receiver, uh, a guy when you're running hurry up tempo, um, can really catch defenses off guard. Uh, and I, I think when, if you consider the, the skill talent we're going to talk about you know, on, on, this, on this podcast, uh, I, I think he, he's just a great fit. And, and when you look at you know, LSU's history with, with running back to Louisiana, this was like, I think he committed 10 years ago to the day of, of Leonard Fournette. 
obviously a top target for Frank Wilson. Frank Wilson knows elite running backs uh, in Louisiana. Harlan Berry certainly is that. And I think that running back group in general, uh, pairing him with Caden Durham, who is a straight home run hitter, a uh, guy who has exceptional speed, and when he has an alley and a lane, uh, can take it to the house in the blink of an eye. And if they were able, able to add a guy like James Simon, I think all their skill sets coalesce really, really well and complement each other. And uh, I think they have the ability to, to be guys who – you know, play in, in every down, every setting, and, um, you know, complement each other really well and add, bring a little bit of different flavor to the table. And for Harlan Berry, he'll be in the backfield, presumably, with the number one overall prospect mm-hmm. that just committed to LSU recently, yeah. Bryce Underwood, quarterback out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think during the fall, probably every other week that you text Shay Dixon yeah. and myself, just look at this one, look at yeah. that one, the, the arc or the arm strength, the arm talent. Sure. I mean, you could probably go on for the whole podcast on Bryce Underwood. What what stands yeah. out about him? Though? I, mean, I think first off with Bryce Underwood, to start off with the arm. I think he is an exceptional arm talent. This is a guy who can drive the ball downfield. I think better than any current quarterback in high school football. That's 23, 24, or sorry, 24, 25, and 26 cycles. I think he has, from what I've seen on film, uh, the, the best arm. And, and it's, 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 it's exceptional. I think he can push the ball downfield. He can drive the ball downfield. Maybe – I think 60 plus 70 yards in a game. Uh, I mean, we've seen him do that. We saw him do that as a junior. Uh, he can just really, his arm opens up every area of the field. Um, and, and, and just the ability to rip throws to the hash. Like there was one play, um, I think it was maybe an early playoff game where he had two defenders in his face, was falling backwards and threw a, a 25 yard out on a rope. And there's probably maybe a hundred people in the world who can make that throw and most of them are in the NFL so to see him do that as what maybe like a 16 year old uh, I think is just indicative of his talent um, I think one thing that's really encouraging about Bryce Underwood um, is is he has room to get better this is not a case of a uh, overtrained, kind of topped out quarterback yeah. I think he has a lot of areas to improve but the fact he's so good with that upside uh, it, it makes him kind of a tantalizing prospect as a quarterback. I mean, he's, to this point, been a pretty easy call as the number one prospect in the country. I mean, obviously, senior year is really important. Um, I think there are areas, like I said, that, that he can improve on. But just the, the, the pure talent uh, is, is, is really notable at, at, at quarterback. And I think with, with continued good coaching, um, put him in the right situation in college, I don't have a lot of doubt he's going to be a, a, a really productive fantastic college football player uh, and a guy who has certainly has the physical skill set to, to be a, a high draft pick. You've got Garrett Nussmeyer, who's going to enter his first year as a starter. He could be back, could have a great year, could move on, all the things. Mm-hmm. Is Bryce Underwood a guy that, that needs a little bit of time, like kind of like nurse him along in that first year? And I know whole yeah. senior year I've had, but what's kind of your early take there? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if, if he were to – get a year uh I, I don't i think that wouldn't hurt um but but i think we'll have a better idea of his polish maybe coming in but he's talented enough i think to, to put if he is in a good situation i think he's talented enough to to, to play at least in spurts as, as a freshman um i think that's one thing we've seen with the transfer portal it's tougher for true freshman quarterbacks to get on the field uh, i think you see less and less true freshman court start starters especially early in the season um, most of the guys we're seeing kind of get in the mix as true freshmen or, or later. I think bowl opt-outs, we've seen some of that uh, in the past couple of weeks. Um, 
But I, I think his talent is such that where if he's in a good position, I think he could play as a freshman. Would it be ideal or would it, would it always look pretty? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think that's the case with almost any true freshman quarterback. Like, it's, it's a steep curve. But, um, you know, I, obviously LSU, I think, is in, in a pretty good position with, with their quarterback room. Uh, if you were able to have Garrett Dustmeyer for, you know, that, that amount of time, I think that, that, that would maybe just ease the transition. But um, Bryce Underwood's super talented, so uh, great problem to have. Harlan Berry, Bryce Underwood, DeCorey Moore, let's touch on him for just a second. Yeah. What do you see out of him now that LSU does have the yeah. top skill position player at running back, wide receiver, yeah. quarterback? I, so I, I think when, when we saw DeCorey Moore over the summer, he was the most dangerous 2025 receiver. Um, he, he, he really struck fear in, in, in defenses. Uh, like I think he, it was kind of a case of he basically did what he wanted to do. And, and that, that carried over to his junior season at, at Duncanville. He started off that, that first game that, that, that you were at where he had like 200-plus receiving yards. Uh, I, I think he's a dynamic talent, guy who has outstanding play speed. He's a vertical threat, but also has ball skills. He yeah. wins at the catch point. Um, it, it really is a, is a deep it's a deep play threat, but a guy who can, can also finish through contact and I think has translatable skills to really attack every area of the field. So combining those three, I mean, th- th- that's the number one quarterback, the number one running back, and the number one receiver in the cycle. I would have to go back and see if how many teams have if, – if they, they were to finish that, um, which, I mean, still there's, there's still ways to go, rankings yeah. change, but um, if they were to finish with those three, that would be probably like, – I mean, you can't do better than that. It would, no. That would be a pretty historic yeah. skill, skill player haul. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we – I mentioned in the past, it kind of is like the LSU's version of, of the triplets, yeah. you know, like the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> with Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin. It's kind yeah. of like that. Uh, at least in the recruiting level, and, and for LSU fans, I w- they would hope the college level. Um, but yeah, exceptional skill talent, and I think if you're an LSU fan and, and you're looking at that type of skill talent coming to Baton Rouge, that is definitely recruiting on a national championship level uh, of, of skills. So I think you'd be really excited at like what they've done so far in 2025, and um, you know I think it's it's the fruits of the staff's hard work, the product LSU's put on the field. This year with the number one offense in college football, Jane Daniels winning the Heisman, Blake Neighbors winning the Blitnikoff. So uh, I think it's a, a lot of things coming together to make it work. But, um, yeah, those three guys are exceptional. And I think three LSU fans need to be ecstatic about the, the, way the, 20, the way the 2025 cycles shaping up. Malik, just short of the Blitnikoff. But oh, now, right, now, right, now right. we know where Charles Powers vote. If he had one, he, 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 he had my vote for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> With LSU, right. those national championships, I know some people just, Jeez. they didn't I see forgot, the I forgot it was the whole Twitter thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, LSU fans have been wanting that that help on the defensive line. And we go back now yeah. to your week at Under Armour after mm-hmm. seeing Dominic McKinley. And look, early in the season, we we're all talking about, all right, Dominic McKinley, number one player in Louisiana, top-rated defensive lineman, five-star uh, prospect, uh, buy on three, and somebody that, you know, LSU fans immediately said, eh, you know, I've, I've heard things, you know, not yeah. as good. You watch his entire senior tape and you told us, hey, no, no, he's still doing yeah. what you want to see from a top flight defensive lineman. And then yeah. you saw it on display at Under Armour. Yeah, I, I think his week at Under Armour was, was really promising. He, he was a top five performer for us on the week. He was the top defensive lineman for us on the week. Uh, and I think what he showed was, was very encouraging. It, it, it reminded us of why we were so high on Dominic McKinley this time last year yeah. when he was coming off of a, of a really good junior year. 
I, I think first off, he plays with exceptional understanding of, of leverage, flexibility. Uh, he fires off the ball very low. And he had, to me, the most emphatic one-on-one -on -one reps uh, at, along the defensive line. I think, I mean, they're all over Twitter, but he basically just detonated on offensive line. And when, he, when everything was aligned and he came off the ball hard, uh, he, he really did what he wanted to do and just completely blew up uh, interior offensive linemen. It made some plays in the game as well. And I, I think McKinley, like kind of like I mentioned with Bryce Underwood, has room to continue getting better. Uh, but, but there's no question his combination of size and length, he's you know, close to 6'5". He looks like he's bigger than 280 now. I would, say, I would probably may, maybe put him at like 290, 295. But the combination of, of that size with his plus length, he's got 34 plus inch arms, and just his movement skills, his flexibility, uh, and just the power that he can come off the, off, off the ball with and the punch and strike he has uh, really creates a lot of issues on, on the interior. So really good showing for him, for him in Orlando. And I think, um, you know, he's, he's coming into LSU, uh, you know, with, with, with some positive momentum with what he's put on the field. LSU loses Bakai Wingo to the draft. As of this recording, we all know what Mason Smith is going to do, but talk about defensive linemen and adjusting to the next level. We see these five stars year in, year out, and they just, for the most part, seem yeah. to take a little bit of time. Not like offensive line time, but right. what, are, what are kind of the early expectations for, for a Dominic McKinley and a Gabe Relaford? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I, I think ideally you would want those guys to your rotational players start starting off and, and then have their snap count grow if, if there's an opportunity there. I think that's something we typically see uh, for these blue chip off, uh, defensive linemen. I also wouldn't get super concerned if they don't necessarily play as freshmen um, in, in, in most cases. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it definitely takes some time to, to, to adjust to. Um, I think when you look at – I did our true freshman All-American teams and defensive tackle was a tough position to find guys that were true freshman All-Americans. I think we actually see – more guys on the edge make plays because um, they're just a little more in space. Go. Um, but, yeah, and, and I think, too, it's, it's one of those deals where I think the, the, the cliche is uh, it's harder to play early the closer you are to the ball uh, in, in, within the formation. I think that's probably uh, the, the case with defensive linemen. But I think with those guys, I think you would just want, want them to come in and if, they could, if, if the opportunity is there, that they could play a role. But I think it's, it's safe from an expectation perspective to not – um, expect too much and maybe be pleasantly surprised if they do make huge impacts. Um, and I, to touch on Gabriel Relaford, I could see Gabriel Relaford having an impact fairly early, uh, just given uh, his versatility. Uh, I think he provides juice off the edge. He's a guy who has a lot of positional flexibility. Uh, we haven't ranked as a D lineman, I believe, right now, but I, I think you know, he's a guy who, will, when we are doing the final rankings, maybe could be an edge. Like he's pretty ambiguous position wise. And I know, I think, I think yeah, I've seen him tweet that he thinks he's an edge, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, certainly could be, but so many uh, defensive linemen yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a gray area, but uh, he is like, I, I loved watching this film this year, uh, super high energy, extremely productive, lived behind the line of scrimmage, um, ran down plays from the backside, just had, had a lot of juice. So um, 
players like Gabriel Relaford, like he kind of fits the mold of, of a type who could potentially make an early impact. We're here in San Antonio wrapping up uh, pretty much a week of, week of practice uh, walkthroughs tomorrow mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, and then the game on Saturday, LSU has five guys here. They have Kyle uh Devon Keyes, Juwan Johnson, uh, Collage Cobbins, and Cohen Eccles on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Kyle Billiot because right away he made an impact. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys see from him uh, in those first couple days in particular? Again, we have, as of this recording, not going to see the game, but uh, he's somebody that now with this opportunity to go best on best, yeah. showed he belonged. And yeah. We saw him at LSU camp. Yeah, I, Kylan Billy, I, I think, is kind of cemented his status as like a stock up prospect. It's one that I, whenever we saw that he was invited to this game, we were excited because I, I think this setting, you know, provides a kind of crucial in-person evaluation heading right into you know, his college career. Uh, he was a tough eval on on yeah. senior film. Like we we would go and watch his games, and quarterback play was spotty, and there was several that were like the weather was bad. It was just hard to get a great gauge. Um, there's no doubt he is has blue chip physical talent and ability. No doubt about that. But we kind of came into the week wanting to see uh, kind of where he's at technically, where where his ball skills, route running, all that. Because receiver really is a skill position. Like the physical talent and athleticism certainly matters. But wow. uh, but 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 when you look at um, top draft picks in the position, they're all skilled skilled uh, receivers at the high school level typically. I mean, high very high percentage. So um, with that said, I thought Kylan Billiot exceeded, you know, the expectations I had for him coming in. Um, first off, I, bouncy athlete, twitchy, able to get separation, but really liked the ball skills, um, was able to adjust. You know, is, is he making Jeremiah Smith type plays in the ball? No, but he has shown improvement. And uh, I think when you know the story of Kylan Billiot, that he was basketball player, has not played a ton of football. I think the improvement is what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think he's good in that area. Um, and I think he'll continue to get better the more and more he plays. So uh, I think really encouraged by him. He's obviously physically gifted at 6'2", 190, 6'2", plus, probably close to six, between 6'2", and 6'3". Um, and had some, had some wins over some really good DBs. Like yeah. he, was, he was drawing tough matchups. All of the receivers, um, yeah, there was – a good bit of variance in the, the talent at, at DB on, on the East team. And he had a lot of the tough draws and, and had his fair share of wins. So I, I was very impressed with myself. Let's flip over quickly to defensive back. Juwan Johnson has kind of not the same uh, challenge ahead of him as mm-hmm. Kylan Billiot, but he's going to flip over to uh, yeah. the side of the ball he really hasn't played a lot of. Yeah. What did you kind of see from him this week? And, and I know, again, at the time of this recording, he got hurt today, but mm-hmm. – um, what do you see from him? Maybe a positional fit at LSU. Yeah, yeah he, Juwan Johnson's an interesting prospect because, you know, like you said, it's play a ton of quarterback, projects his DB. It, I don't really see him as an outside corner. I think he's going to probably need to play in the nickel or potentially as a safety. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to need time to continue adjusting. But I mean, he was competitive. Uh, you know, was had some tough matchups like against Jeremiah. Jeremiah yeah, like, he yeah, had some tough matchups. I mean, like was covering Gatlin Bear today. He runs a 10-2. Like, you know, there's there, there's definitely tough tough matchups out here, but I, I thought he didn't look terribly out of place. Uh, you know, he was was competitive. Uh, I think he has good, you know, pretty good movement skills. Uh, I think positionally, he's in my opinion like kind of like a nickel or a safety. Um, and he's a guy who kind of has similar to what we talking about with Relaford that positional ambiguity where he could be multiple multiple things. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, Javon Keyes had a nice interception yeah. right in front of us uh, today off his yeah. high school teammate, Haas Haney. Yeah. Uh, he's a TCU-bound quarterback. Uh, Keyes is super productive. Kind of one of those guys that you look at the rankings and, you know, from a fan's perspective, you might say, gosh, he's had so many tackles in his high yeah. school career. He's won state championships. Played both sides of the ball. Kind of shed a little light on him and, and kind of mm-hmm. where he stands and what you've seen from him. this week. Yeah, he, he's an interesting prospect in that is high school running back, also plays like plays both sides, like high school linebacker also plays running back. Um, you know, a, a little like shorter, stockier build, probably around 5'11 and a half, um, but, but, but kind of rocked up. I, I think the biggest thing for Von Keys is you know, seeing him in this neutral setting helps, um, continuing to evaluate his – Senior year because like shoot I think they played four or five played games since our since our last uh, since our last uh, rankings update they were playing up until, up until Christmas at Alito playing for the state championship but um, you know really good football player I think uh, a guy who can can certainly play a role um, you know kind of assessing him as an off ball linebacker I, I think you kind of have to look at frame the traits um, but a, a good athlete. And uh, I think he's one that we're going to continue to like, look at pretty close, just you know how he finished as a senior and kind of assess his ability in space. But uh, we, he made a nice play in space today with the interception uh, on his teammate. Elijah Cobbins out of Destrahan is a twitchy. I, I, I liked it. I was thoroughly impressed with his twitch this week. Mm-hmm. He, is, he needs to get in the weight room. He needs yeah. to eat. He needs to do all those things at yeah. LSU when he gets there. But, again, a guy with positional – he's played kind of all over. Yeah. How how do you see him and and how does LSU use a guy like that? Yeah, he, he's he's a, he's a bit of a tweener from a body type and skill set perspective. You know, primarily played on the edge. Um, certainly has much more of a linebacker uh, build and more of a developmental linebacker build. I think the biggest question with Kalash Collins is how much weight he's going to be able to put on. Um, doesn't have a huge frame, uh, so so that's going to be interesting. I think he's probably a couple years away from uh, being big enough to. Uh, kind of hold up in, in that regard. But, but like you said, very twitchy. Uh, I think if I was looking at um, kind of his role right now, I would think uh, blitzing linebacker, a guy who, if he can get comfortable enough in space, which I think is at this point um, a, a question given that he's really pr- primarily played as a pass rusher, I think it's going to be like a big variable along with just his, his ability to, to hold weight. And then uh, lastly, but certainly not least, LSU's uh... – Offensive line addition late in the class, Cohen Eccles. Mm-hmm. Played center for the most part this week in practice. Played yeah. a little guard. Um, shorter build yeah. um, in, in his um, you know, situation, but a guy who is well-coached in the run game in particular. Yeah. This week, especially in these settings, you get different calls. Just yeah. kind of – he had moments where he really impressed and yeah. the moments where you can tell he's going to need time to develop right. in the passing. Yeah, I, I think Cohen Eccles is, 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 is a solid center prospect. Um, yeah, I think I think seeing him in person makes me think he's probably more he's more of a center. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the fact that he's he's played there at least I think maybe I don't know if he's played there extensively, but I think he's a, at the minimum kind of dabbled at center. And the fact that he can snap 
certainly puts him in a pretty good position. That's one thing. We get out here, and there are guys who might project at center in their role in the ball back. Yeah. Um, I thought, I, I think when I saw him snap, I thought, I, I recall, I thought he was snapping the ball fairly effectively. Um, but I think the biggest thing with Cohen Eccles is, like you said, Billy, the, the run game. Uh, he comes from KD, and they grind people in the run game. I think he plays with, with, with really good like leverage and pad level. Yeah. Um, the times where he flashed to me were when he was going up against taller defensive linemen. He was able to get underneath their pads um, and either stop them in one-on-ones or, or get a push in the run game. So uh, I think he's a solid center prospect. We've actually got a pretty good look at a lot of these center prospects, and they were like in, over the past week. And it's a lot of guys who actually kind of play center in high school. So um, I, I think it helped us get some clarity at the position. But I thought Cohen Eccles uh, is a solid center prospect, and I think he had a, you know, certainly had some encouraging moments over the week. All right, wrapping up. Outside looking in as a national guy, what is what are some of the overarching takeaways that you've seen from LSU as they venture into this 2025 class mm-hmm. that is, you know, off to a roaring start? Yeah, I think I think the 2025 cycle needs to be really encouraged if you're if you're if you're an LSU fan. I think too when you when you look at like the macro, um, just look at the at at the team. I I, th- I just get to love the the skill position talent first off the skill position skill position talent and the offensive line. Um, so I think you know obviously as Lance Hurd hit the portal, but bringing in a five star in Weston Davis, you know Brad Davis has done a great job with the offensive line. Uh, LSU had a fantastic offensive line this year, really kept Jane Daniels clean. Um, so I think you that skill talent, the the re- replenishment that that, that, we're, that we're seeing in twenty five. Combined with a guy like Trey Des Green, who didn't make it out here this week, that was a bummer. I was really looking forward to seeing Trey Des Green. <laughs> I know you were. Uh, but uh, you know, Trey Des, talents like Trey Des Green, Camorian Pimpton at tight end. I mean, it, it's LSU has the potential to kind of look like these great LSU teams we've seen, where it's like basketball on grass. I think they're adding those type that type of talent. Um, and you know, I, a guy like Carlin Berry, I think, you know. Could be a game changer at running back because um, really, when you think of these great LSU teams, like I'm not sure like the, the talent at running back hasn't been crazy yeah. dating back for a couple years. So I think if you know with Frank Wilson adding talent to that to that running back room, that could add a different dimension to what uh, you know the best op- best offense in college football this year. I mean, most people would say the best college offense of all time a couple years ago with with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and those guys. So. Uh, I think they're recruiting at that level. So I, I think if you're LSU, you'd be extremely excited. The offensive line uh, looks looks very good. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just going to be what's the defensive overhaul yeah. look like. Um, but uh, there's certainly talent in the state of Louisiana. So I think if they get active and get the ball rolling in 25 and you know maybe have some portal additions, I, I think you know, the like LSU would be trending up, at least from a roster team-building perspective. Basketball and grass, long way from the toss dot. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, Charles, thanks a lot, as always, for joining us here on the Bengal Tiger Podcast. We'll have him back again later this year for sure, but always good to catch up uh, in person and at in San Antonio at the All-America Bowl. So thanks for listening to this edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Billy Embody for Charles Power, our National Director of Scouting and Rankings. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.